0: If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with your customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's kind of like trying to remember the name of the guy that you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Was it Don? Was it John or Sean? Who knows, right? It's like that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all-new service hub can help, well, with the service solution program, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever with an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that helps handle frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps your reps anticipate customers' needs and a full 360 view of every customer so you can go to market and your go-to-market team can have a pulse on the accounts before you try to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale, support, drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service, happier customers at every single stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to do more with your customers today. Welcome back to Create Like the Greats. I'm your host, Ross Simmons. And in this segment, what we call journal entries, I dive into the details surrounding my world, my life, my opinions, my perspective on things as I create a company that ultimately shapes culture. I say that because Foundation, my content marketing agency, creates and collaborates with some of the biggest brands in the world. And we do work with some of these brands and we've reached millions of people every single day. We've been able to generate millions of dollars, not only for our clients, but also for our business. And what I want to share with you is an inside look at how I operate. It could be the details around a partnership I'm collaborating on with a peer or a brand or a business, maybe a new angel investment that I've decided to go in on or, or share with you the details around a decision that is allowing me to live what I consider my great life. Let's dive into this show, a show that is going to truly resonate deeply with a lot of people because I know a lot of the people who are listening to this are aspirational entrepreneurs or maybe they're freelancers today. They're people who want to create their own business. They want to run their own business. They want to wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and see their boss. Well, this show is for you. Let me take you back in the time when I first got started in the wonderful world of freelance. You see, at 25 years old, I was working at a small ad agency. I was there for about two years, but I was struggling. I was struggling because I wasn't able to create an environment or work in an environment where I could do my best work. My best work is done when I just have my headphones in and I don't have a bunch of distractions. And because this was an office environment, distractions were plentiful. I wanted to find a place that I could work remotely and be able to just put in my headphones and do the work. I wanted to break away from that. I also wanted to report to myself. I wanted myself to be my boss. And in addition, I also wanted to make more money. Now, maybe you're already living the freelance dream. Maybe you've already been able to achieve your financial goals. Maybe you're able to set your own hours and maybe you're able to work wherever you want to. But for some reason, maybe you're looking to shake things up. If so, this episode is going to help you. If you're somebody who's a freelancer or somebody who's tempted to become a freelancer, I think this episode will help you. Because in this episode, I'm gonna share with you four simple ways that I was able to crack 270K as a freelancer back when I was 26, 27 years old. So I'm taking you back into time because today that freelance business has now grown into a multi-million dollar ad agency or content agency, so to speak, where we work with some of the most ambitious brands in the world to help them unlock the success and the opportunities that exist on content marketing. So let's jump into it. Let's discuss how you can learn from me as well as a special guest on how to create a 270K freelance business. The first thing that I did to grow my freelance business was embrace the idea of a community. You see, communities are at the core, in my opinion, of the internet. And the internet makes it easier than ever to actually embrace and join communities where you can find like-minded individuals, people who have a certain demand or a need, and you can interact with them and build relationships at scale. This is, in my opinion, one of the biggest opportunities today as a freelancer. If you're looking to find a niche, the first thing that I would recommend you do is to find the community in which that niche is spending time. Now, this isn't just digital. This is also in real life. This can be an association it could be a local chamber of commerce, it could be a volunteer activity on a board, or yes, it could be an online group, it could be a meetup group, it could be any of the above. The key is to find a community where like-minded people with similar problems, similar pain points that you happen to solve are spending time online. I'm a member of probably 10 or 15 different Facebook groups. Facebook groups where people are talking every single day about how they're using content to succeed. I'm in Facebook groups where there are people who operate in the wonderful world of coffee roasting. Yes, coffee roasting. And they're talking about their problems and their struggles. I'm in groups with Shopify entrepreneurs who are talking about how they're trying to scale their e-commerce business. And I'm in Facebook groups with PPC ad strategists who are talking about how they are going to create the next great TikTok ad using this new interactive and interesting style that they just uncovered on Reddit. These are conversations where thousands of people are interacting and having dialogues every single day. And what you can do as a freelancer is identify the communities that are right for you. They might be on Slack channels. And in these Slack channels, these entrepreneurs, these groups of people might be having conversations every single day about things that you can solve, things that you can help with, things that you can support them with. I've seen within these groups some amazing things happen. I've seen people have dialogues in the comments on a thread in a Facebook group and then go off and actually launch a multi-million dollar business. I've seen people put up a post in a Slack community and then within seconds get five or eight responses from other members of the community and that response helped that individual get a raise in their salary. It's amazing to watch how niche groups can accelerate a career. It's amazing to watch how these niche groups can improve somebody's life. Don't just join these communities with the intent of promoting yourself. Join them with the intent of actively participating, actively showing up, contributing content, contributing value, and being willing to go above and beyond what everybody else is doing to stand out. When I joined these communities, when I was a freelancer, I went in with a simple mantra and a simple idea. When somebody reads a post that is responded to by Ross Simmons, they need to read that post and say, this is so good, I need to click on their profile, click that follow button, find their Twitter account, press the follow button over there, find their LinkedIn account, add them over there, you get the gist. You need to add content that is so valuable that they don't wanna miss anything else that you might do. And when you meet someone, when you meet somebody in these communities, find out how you can help them and then follow up and trying to do exactly that. Most recently, I was having a conversation with Sterling Smith. He's the founder of a growing community called blackfreelancer.com. It's a global community of vetted black technical and creative talent. And I think for context, you should hear a little bit more about the story of this organization that he's creating, this platform that he's building directly from Sterling. Let's jump to it. Sterling, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Super excited to chat with you today. Could you take me back into time a little bit and just give me a bit of a a rundown on the story behind why you founded Black Freelancer and why this all came to be?
1: The story of Black Freelancer closely kind of ties into my personal journey as a computer science major turned software engineer working at Fortune 1000 companies like Walmart, Booz Allen, and Lockheed Martin to my transition to entrepreneurship when I moved from D.C., to Austin, Texas, to start now three companies, one being a, it was start started as an independent consultancy that transitioned to a software development agency, second being a no-code app builder called Sandbox Commerce, and then the third being Black Freelancer. Today, where I serve as a managing director of a VC fund from nine to five, but one of my favorite quotes is, having a side hustle is a form of self-love, which is... Certainly true for black and brown professionals who have so much work frankly to do in order to uh, meet and exceed the expectations that our ancestors have for us. I actually began working on this project just last February after through my journey as an entrepreneur, understanding the challenges. I think there's a stat that 1% of funded startups that receive investments from venture capitalists is black. So there's a vast minority of of the, the money that's going to black led founders. At the same time, I also understood that there are a lot of companies, a lot of corporations raising their hands, especially around this time of year in February, saying, you know, we wanna hire more diverse talent, but we don't know where to find them. And so thought through, let's create a platform that makes it an easy button to provide them with world-class talent from around the world. Now I'm joined by over 1,500 Black freelancers who use our platform to create profiles that fully represent them in all of their beauty, highlighting their experience, et cetera.
0: You really don't know where different relationships or platforms can take you. For example, one of my early contacts said that they were looking for someone who could help them with the website redesign. And I decided that I was going to go in depth. I was going to go in depth and break down how they could use Behance, Dribbble, 99designs or any of these solutions to actually uncover a perfect partner for themselves to find a website redesign partner. Fast forward two months later, they actually hired me to develop a whole new website for them as it relates to the copy and the content that would live on their website. They actually hired me to develop their content strategy and create infographics and slide share decks as well with the partners who were designers that I helped them find through that in-depth email. Simply by going above and beyond, simply by joining this community, contributing to this community, and adding value to the community, they were able to look at me as an expert, as somebody that they would trust and somebody that they would want to do business with. So be active, follow up, get into these communities and tap into the idea that if you can give them more than they ever expect, you will be able to receive more than you ever imagined. Once that was all taken care of, the second thing that I needed to do was ensure that I had the processes, technologies and productivity tools in place to win. These all play different roles and they all play a key role in your ability to actually create a freelance business that allows you to thrive versus a freelance business that leaves you not even close to being able to survive, right? Like you want to be able to thrive with your freelance business and it's easy to get into the weeds of thinking, oh, I need to design a logo. I need to design a special website. No, you need to ensure that you have processes technologies, skill sets, and the ability to sell so you can actually do this well. And the first thing for me was to ensure that every new client that I had was going to go through a process that was very similar. A process that would be replicable, something that was scalable, something that I could do time and time again and ultimately continue to deliver value to my clients. I started to create templates. For example, every single client after they said yes to a project, they would receive a templated email that would introduce myself, give them a little bit of a rundown to me, give them some instructions around the things that I needed access to around WordPress, their backend of their website, CMS, analytics access requests, Google Search Console requests, all of these different things, details around how this project is gonna go, around the dates, the weeks, et cetera. All of this was outlined in an initial amount of time that I planned that I called the standard operating procedures for my business. The best thing that you can do as a freelancer is to actually start to think about that in depth, start to think about the tools that you need, start to think about the processes that allow you to get close to that end deliverable, that end result that your client is paying you for. Once you have that, once you understand that, it's easier to also sell. Now I knew that when I sold a client, there was essentially two key steps in every client experience. There was the discovery phase and there was the execution phase. And in the discovery phase, I was going to learn everything I could learn about them. And then I would transition to execution. And once I mapped this all out it became easy for me to have pricing for both of those sections on the discovery phase, this is how much it costs for us to get to a discovery completion process, AKA knowing exactly what it is that we're going to do together. And then finally in that execution stage, I knew exactly how to price my time writing a blog post, my time writing social media posts, creating all of this content. Once you have that, once you have the understanding of the offering, makes it easier to start identifying your pricing for each of these things. Back then I was using a tool called FreshBooks for managing my invoicing, but there's a ton of different tools that you can use today. There's a ton of different tools that you can use to send your invoices and all that good stuff. Another tool that I loved at the time and still love today is Slack. I love using Slack to communicate. When you're working with a bunch of freelancers, you wanna be able to communicate with them and Slack was a great way to do that, but so was good old fashioned email. Now, when it came to blogging, there's a ton, again, of different tools that you can use to create great blog posts for your clients. For me, what it came down to was I just needed a place to create content, and HubSpot happened to be a great place that I could create content, so I was producing content on my client's behalf directly in their HubSpot blogging platform, directly in the HubSpot CRM and all those solutions. I used Google Docs to write it, deliver it to the client in Google Docs, copy and paste, bada boom, bada bing, then I had the content delivered to the client. Now. When all of this is done, when you have all of these things underway, you are essentially moving effectively as a freelancer. You've got the foundation laid for your operations. And that is key. And one of the things that I also knew was key as I started to work with more people and freelancers was that I didn't always have a lot of time. I didn't have time to take on hundreds and hundreds of meetings and tons of meetings every single month. So I started to use Loom. I started to record videos asynchronously. And talk about things that essentially I wanted people to learn. For example, I could record a loom and in that loom I could give people a breakdown on what I wanted them to accomplish on a certain thing. I could record a loom and give people a breakdown on some of the feedback that I had on a piece that they might have delivered as a white label project. All of these things could be done via loom and I no longer needed to fill my calendar with a bunch of meetings. Now, the third way that I was able to build my freelance business, one of the most important, is building in public. Creating in public, sharing your ideas publicly without the fear of being judged. Let's talk about it. One of the things you said that was very interesting is like this concept of building in public and showing people what you're building and talking about it publicly. If you were to give advice to folks on like, how do you even do that? Like, where do you even start? with that type of mentality and perspective, what advice would you give someone around like how to do
1: that? First things first, visit www.blackfreelancer.com. Frankly, build a profile. And as you build a profile, think about the next role you want. Of course you have the role you're in, but as you're building your profile and you're refining your profile and you're updating your profile, progressively include the work you're doing and share your profile. We've actually did something, I'm gonna get really nerdy for a second, but we've just now incorporated a new feature that most people wouldn't even think about when they look at our product, but it's called server-side rendering. And prior to incorporating this new backend buzzword um, into our platform, whenever you typed in your platform, blackfreelancer.com slash Ross. This is a prompt prompt for you, Ross, to create your Black Freelancer profile, if you haven't already. It would give you a snapshot of our website and to talk about Black Freelancers, the future of work, et cetera, which is great. But we've since implemented this new functionality called server-side rendering, which allows for you whenever you paste in your profile, it pastes your profile and an about me paragraph about who you are on your Twitter, on LinkedIn. It's a vanity, it's a truly a vanity URL. And so every time you post an update about what you've built and what you've added to your profile it does two things it helps to promote you as a brand and that's one way you can build in pro- public and then also on our platform any new project you add to your profile it goes into this discovery page in the platform it's almost like a facebook news feed where other users can like and comment and give you big ups for the the next part the product you worked on and companies can also see that and so Those are ways that we see building in public, but continue to share what you're working on with the people in your community. This is just one way to do that.
0: You know, sharing what you're working on with people in your community is actually one of the most powerful things that you can actually do. I know Sterling just said that, but I I think it's worth reiterating because when it comes to building in public and sharing what you do, most people get hesitant. You start to think, I don't want to be that person that's over promotional. I don't want to be that person that talks too much about what they're doing. Sell, 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 sell. That's not what you're doing. You're educating people on the things that you're doing that are adding value to the lives of others. And by doing so, by showing people what you're doing, you're essentially giving yourself the ability to position yourself as an expert. And when you position yourself as an expert, something magical starts to happen. Something magical starts to happen because everything that you create, every story that you tell, every message that you share, isn't just a piece of content that's floating in the abyss. No, those stories that you create and those pieces of content that you put out there, they become opportunities. Opportunities for other people to start to have a dialogue on your content about your content, and as that dialogue happens, a community forms where these people interact with one another, they have a dialogue going back and forth, and you, as the person who sparked that dialogue, sparked that conversation, reap the benefits. You reap the benefits by being the one who created a story, told a story, and now that story is able to reach every single individual who commented on its audience through the algorithm. Now, this is the power of virality within a community. If more people are commenting on your content because you're building in public, the more people are engaging on the stories that you're creating and telling, the more times you get big ups from other people in the community, the better the likelihood that you will be able to be positioned as an expert. Now, the positioning yourself as an expert by building in public is something that I think is oftentimes misunderstood. Does that mean, Ross, that I, I can't really do this until I am an expert, until I know all the things, till I'm a, a legend in the marketing space, I'm a legend at coding and developing and building and designing? No, not at all. Building in public allows you to position yourself as an expert no matter where you are because at the end of the day, there's always someone who knows less than you about something. So if you're able to tell stories and educate people on something, something that you know, something that you might even have just discovered and learned, you're still building in public. You're still adding value to your audience. When I grew my freelance business back then, I didn't know what I know now, but I was still writing blog posts about things that people should know to target Generation Y. I was still creating content about five blog post title ideas that you should steal, how to go viral on Facebook, how to create content on Facebook that generates shares and likes. These are things that at the time I knew because I spent evenings and weekends learning them and then I wrote about them in public. Writing has been one of the biggest generators of new business for me in my career because when I share my ideas on content, when I create great content, it ultimately opens up doors for me to assist other clients who are trying to achieve the things that I've either written about or content excellence in the way that I delivered something. I have a lot of friends and colleagues who work in the engineering space, and one of the best things that they can do to credentialize and to deliver and communicate that they're an expert is to build in public too. But their building in public is different from a writer, a creator that is creating YouTube videos or blog posts or white papers, etc. For them, what they need to do is they need to create code. They need to write code. They need to contribute to open source projects. They need to develop and launch their own projects by launching apps, by developing apps, by contributing to these the open source community at large and coding in public. The market at large is going to see the examples of their work. And when the market sees the examples of their work, they're gonna reach out to them. The same thing works in design communities. When you look at sites like Dribbble, you look at sites like Behance, which I did mention earlier, These are places where designers have the ability to show their work. When you show your work, it gives you the ability to be seen as an expert, to be seen as an authority, as long as you're good. And I talked about this a little bit more with Sterling where we talked about the idea of credentializing yourself and how credentializing yourself by actually establishing and clearly gaining expertise in public can be a cheat code to accelerating your growth and your financial well-being as a freelancer.
1: I think you understand this as well, Ross, that even the best of us have to credentialize. Not too long ago, whenever Obama was making a case to be the leader of the, of the free world, he had to remind everyone at every turn that he was the editor of Harvard Business Review, that he went to Harvard University, that he was one of the youngest state senators, and that he was flawless from a public records perspective. Dozens of times you heard him and you heard others introduce him as being eloquent and a model citizen, et cetera things that we don't hear with others, right? And if he has to do that, then surely we have to show our work. And so we're, we're basically leading with by his example.
0: Credentializing can be achieved through getting certifications, not just in communities, but joining leadership positions within these communities and working directly within those communities to establish yourself as an admin or an authority within them. Another thing that you can do to kind of unlock new credentials is public speaking. I think public speaking is an awesome opportunity for people who are looking to get on stage at major events and to be credentialized through association with different brands and different people. And when you're looking for this, when you're looking for these opportunities, I strongly encourage you to look at events as a way to credentialize yourself and unlock new opportunities because public speaking, which I did an episode on recently, is truly a superpower. It's personal branding on steroids where if you're speaking at an event you're immediately considered an expert. You're an expert in the field. And as you deliver your presentation, you can gain more credibility by actually adding value to the audience. This is a major opportunity. Networking events also presents a major opportunity. And it was one of the key things that Black Freelancer did to actually drive success. I, again, talked to Sterling a little bit more about this.
1: This time last year, whenever this was still in the ideation phase, I went out to ETH Denver, which is a a Web3 conference in Denver, Colorado. That's around the last week of February, the first week of March. Out of like a belief in that this need to exist, I told my fiance, I said, Hey, look, I'm going to go out to ETH Denver and I'm going to have a budget of $5,000. My goal there is to get grants because we, knew we know that a lot of Web3 communities are providing grants. And she says, okay, Sterling, but if you're gonna do this, if you're, if you're gonna go out there, I need to see you 10X your ROI from grants. So I ended up going out to ETH Denver, ended up going to each booth. There were dozens of booths where folks were saying, hey, look, we're building on the Ethereum blockchain or we're building on Polygon or we're building on another protocol. NIR is the one that we spoke with. And I walked with their to their booth and I said, hey, just curious, are you guys hiring? Yes, we're hiring. You know, how many diverse engineers do you have in your team? Zero. Great. Well, let me tell you about Black Freelancer. I do the elevator pitch. Man, how do we connect up with you, etc.? This is how you connect up with us. I would then proceed to ask, well, do you guys offer grants? Every one of them say, yes, we offer grants. Here's where you got to do it. And I was like, do you have anyone on your grants team here that I can speak with? Most of them had someone in the room, in the building within a walking distance that they would walk me over. One person at NEAR Protocol says, this is at the fabric of everything that we want to accomplish as a community, as a foundation. How do we partner and support you? They walked me over to a a person on their grants team. and Like everyone else that day, that evening, I applied for each one of the grants and I received a grant from NEAR, a verbal commitment while I was there, actually a $75,000 grant by the time I got home. And they've been one of our strongest supporters with meetings and marketing opportunities since then. And so what I'll say is like the community exists at our core as a group of black freelancers who are upskilling and working and, and sharing their experiences together, creating the profiles and giving feedback, but it also exists as a universal community of people who care about changing the status quo. You know, there are so many people across the, the country and the world who've raised their hand and said that we, we sincerely want to hire a more diverse talent, but we don't know where to find it, those days are gone. Now, if a company wants to hire diverse talent, specifically Black freelancers and in the near, near term, women freelancers, they'll be able to do that using the easy button, using, using our platform.
0: You know, you really never know what opportunities can be unlocked by going to an event. I go to events every year, and I find that the more events you go to, the more opportunities you can unlock, especially if you're willing to put yourself out there by speaking on the stage or actually being as ambitious and front going as Sterling and actually just going up to booths and knocking on their door and having conversations. But the more likely you are to put yourself into opportunities for connections and collaborations, the more likely that you are to get lucky. And that's one of the biggest benefits of events, but it's also one of the biggest advantages of social media today. You see, social media, the channels that we use every single day, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, et cetera, to me are just one big networking event where if you create content and tell stories that are relevant to a certain niche, a certain audience, you're going to attract that niche and that audience. If you find that the channels that you're on are constantly filled with negativity and you're constantly getting into debates and arguments with people about this, that, and the other thing, then maybe you need to reconsider the way that you're using the platform because maybe that's what you're putting out there. If you're trying to use this channel, these channels online to build a business, talk about your business, talk about things relevant to your audience, to the people you want to connect with, and they'll follow you because of that. And the community and the channels that you ultimately find yourself in will actually change. The stories that you consume will change. The content and the opportunities that come out of them will change as well. As you build to work and build and create your freelance business. I hope that some of the ideas that we shared today can help you. I hope that you can use these ideas to unlock new opportunities for your business, build out your processes, find a community, engage in it, and build and create in public so you can be positioned as an expert. I want to thank Sterling Smith, the founder of blackfreelancer.com, for providing some insight into the platform that he's building to help others create the life that they consider great. If you're a company looking to hire black talent, definitely check out blackfreelancer.com. And here's a little bit from Sterling giving you direction on exactly how to do that.
1: You visit Black Freelancer, we're on all the socials. You're curious about how your company might be able to best leverage the platform. Visit blackfreelancer.com. We have a chat bot in the bottom right corner. And we also have a calendar invite. It's above the fold on our landing page for you to book time if you would like to learn about how you can hire talent on our platform. If you're a freelancer, beta is open. You can go to blackfreelancer.com and click join now and create your profile in less than 10 minutes.
0: For me, if just one person can take a few of the lessons from this episode, no matter what your background or color or race is, if you can listen to this and uncover a little bit of a stronger, more clear direction, On the things that you should do to become a a freelancer. And if that's something that you're passionate about and something that you want to do, then this episode has been successful for me. Thank you for diving in and listening to one of my journal entries. I want to say thank you. Thank you not only for taking the time to listen, but to learn how to continue to create something great. I'm Ross Simmons, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please, by all means, I would love and appreciate a review. Five stars, please. Thank you so much. Have a great day and we'll chat soon.
1: You want to know how to create like the grades? Let's break it down.